Welcome everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Larry. Dr. Larry. Yeah, that's a bit rough, isn't it? That's a bit rough. No, I think that's yeah, fine. We'll go, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah, I like Dr. Larry. It's comforting. Yeah. It's like a warm blanket holding you in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little austere and yet a warm blanket. <laughs> I, I heard a thing where they were talking and they said, and God is, what was he doing? And God is knitting above us. And I thought, what? that is that borders on moronic. It's <laughs> <laughs> possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> huh. Well, you know, hmm. my friend, it's good to be back with you. We, we folks, we took a week off, and that's we just needed a little bit extra break there. But um, yeah, we actually took a week off, and then I completely forgot about the yeah, one. That's not good. We, that's we might as well admit to that. I wasn't going to sell you down the river. <laughs> <laughs> in the next morning, because my phone was out in the truck, the next morning I, I saw the text from you, Stephen. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. Well, there's that idiot now. <laughs> so tonight that. we are in Nehemiah chapter 10. And, and would you like to give us any preview of Nehemiah, other than we're going to read a yeah, hell yeah, of a lot of words? <laughs> I think if you have time and, and you're willing to fight through it, it might be it, there might be some benefit. There is benefit in reading these lists of names. Hmm. I think that if you read them just in your Bible reading and stuff, the names get into your head, and then and then you, you pick them up in other places mm -hmm. and go, hey, you know, I I've I've read this name before, mm -hmm. but I think I think for our purposes tonight, I don't think we'll do that. I think I think we'll skip. We'll you'll you'll say the governor, you'll say the Levites and that stuff, and we'll skip over them. And we'll just get into um, into the, the the heavier stuff that he says. Okay. Okay. Well, folks, ten and eleven tonight, Stephen. There we go, folks. So you there have you, your path is laid before you. <laughs> the, yeah. I, and take the if you have time, take the time and read them. Oh names. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know that I'm not going to read them for you because that would be a complete and utter comic <laughs> show. <laughs> but here we are at chapter ten, starting at verse one. Those who sealed it were. Nehemiah the governor, son of Hakaliah, something or other. And then, and then it talks about the Levites, and that's in verse 9, folks. And if you skip down to 14, then it has well, the... Well, actually, so you got the Levites, then the leaders of the people. Yeah, that's where I was going. Right. Oh, that's 14. Sorry, Stephen. That's okay. Uh, hey, it's been a week. We, we, we... You need to know the one guy's name is Banny. Somehow <laughs> Banny sounds like... And then, and then the guy after him is Bunny. <laughs> Bunny and Banny. It's Banny and Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like, um, like Gandalf counting off the dwarves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Do you think Banny and Bunny are seriously going? Seriously, this is the best you could have done, Mom and Dad. Like, come on, make an effort. Yeah. Like, try. Yeah. Yeah. This guy below me, he's Adonijah for crying out loud. Yeah. Why am I Bunny? Like, come on, Bunny. <laughs> But let's pick it up now at verse 28, folks. The yep. rest of the people, priests, Levites, gatekeepers, magicians, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring peoples for the sake of the law of God, together with their wives and all their sons and daughters who were able to understand, all these now join their fellow Israelites, the nobles, and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses and the servant of God, and to carefully obey all the commands, regulations, and decrees of our Lord. Think of how serious that was. They bought, they bound themselves with an oath and a curse. 
Hmm. You know, to say to say we will do these things and God destroy us if we don't. Right. I I think I've only done that about one thing in my life and um and uh yeah. So so um and I was watched a movie called Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm. And he's the one he won't pick up a rifle. Right? And he's um he's a, a conscientious objector. They called them COs, conscientious objectors. But he wanted to be a medic. He was mm-hmm. willing to be a medic and they, they treated him horribly, horribly, right? He was the only conscious objector, um, conscientious objector ever to win the what I think he won the um which medal medal of honor. Mm-hmm. It's the highest one they give. Because he, I think it's about 79 people he took down off that ridge. Now, in the movie, the ridge is huge. Hmm. But in, I saw a picture of the ridge, and it's really not that big. Hmm. But, it, you know, it's enough that <laughs> you don't want to be up there lowering guys down. No. And um, and so, but he, but then you find out in the movie, I don't know. if I, I started reading the book. I can't remember if I read the same stuff. But the reason he wouldn't pick up a rifle is is his dad was, was a drunk, and, and he was flashing a gun around him. He took the gun on his dad and held it on him in the movie hmm. and then said to God, I will never touch a rifle again. So it was it wasn't just a religious commitment. It was a personal commitment that he made to God and he right. wouldn't go back on it at right. all, right. at all, at all, at all. And um, and that's what these guys are doing here is they are making a complete, solid commitment to God. Hmm. Now, whether they hold up on it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But at least they've made that with a curse and a blessing. Right. So. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? It's huge, yeah. yeah. Verse 30, folks. We promise not to give our daughters in marriage to the peoples around us or take their daughters for our sons. When the neighboring peoples bring their bring merchandise or sell or grain to sell on the Sabbath, we will not buy from them on the Sabbath or any holy day. Every seventh year, we will forgo working the land and will cancel all debts. Okay, let's stop just for a second. You then. betcha. Do you remember our our guy said that he really felt that Ezra and Nehemiah missed the missed the point that God was making hmm. when they when they wouldn't intermarry with the Gentiles, but it was part of it was part of the law of Moses. Um, this you do not intermarry. It was part of his law that you do not mix your fabrics. Right. Remember, um, and it was part of his law um, also that that you could deal with Gentiles. In dry goods, but not wet goods, hmm. which is interesting. And also, and then the the third part of that is um, every seventh year you return the land. Mm-hmm. Now I think the returning of the land and the returning of death was only to the Israelites, right? You know, only to fellow Jewish people, right? It, it wasn't to outsiders. And I can't remember um, on Jubilee you re, you um, you forgave the debts there, and on Jubilee you actually gave everything back, right? Yeah, so I think when you got close to Jubilee, which was the 50th year, mm-hmm. so seven sevens is 49, then the 50th year is Jubilee. Right. So every seventh year you did something, and then on the 50th, like you release just about everything. Right. So I think close to the 50th year, they just didn't, <laughs> they didn't, buy, they didn't buy anything off anybody, thinking, man, I'm not, I got to give it all back. I think I'll just, I think I'll just wait out a year here and, and see what happens. But they had all of these really stringent laws that they followed. Mm-hmm. That changes under Jesus. Right. And that's the big struggle that they have, right, is is this is all God's stuff that they're doing. And then Jesus comes and says, yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. Right. Really, really hard to, to switch up like right, that. Right, right. Let me put yeah. that. And he tries to put that in context again, right? So. Yeah, yeah. So here, 
Um, even though that that one guy I love from the Bible Project, I just love that guy. Stuff. I, I they seem to think they seem to talk like this was all okay. So I don't know if he was right about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, thirty-two now, folks. We assume the responsibility for carrying out the commands to give a third of a shekel each year for the service of, of the house of our God, for the bread set out on the table, for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbath, at the new moon feasts, and at the appointed festivals, for the holy offerings, for sin offerings, to make atonement for Israel, and for all the duties of the house of our God. We, you know, I, one ahead. thing I don't know here, Steve, is is yeah. that you give this third of a uh, of a shekel. I don't know if they they take inflation into account. <laughs> it might have worked in the four hundreds, but here in the three hundreds, it doesn't work all yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a hundred years ago, that was enough money. But guys, we need a little more. Hmm. But anyway, anyway, but this part is just for the, it's just for the food and stuff set out on the at the temple, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then, then they actually give a, another portion for everything else. 34. We, the priests, the Levites, and the people, have cast lots to determine when each of our families is to bring to the house of our God at set times each year a contribution of wood to burn on the altar of our God, Lord our God, as it is written in the law. We also assume responsibility for bringing to the house of the Lord each year the first fruits of our crops and of every fruit tree. As it is also written in the law, we will bring the firstborn of our sons and our cattle, of our herds and of our flocks to the house of our God, to the priests ministering there. Moreover, we will bring into the storerooms of the house of our God to the priests the first of our ground meal, of our grain offerings, of the fruit of our trees and of our new wine and olive oil. We will bring a tithe of our crops to the Levites, for it is the Levites who, can, who collect the tithes in all the towns where we work. A priest descended from Aaron to, a priest descended from Aaron is to accompany the Levites when they receive the tithes, and the Levites are to bring a tenth of the tithes up to the house of our God, to the storerooms of the treasury. The people of Israel, including the Levites, are to bring their contributions of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms were the articles for the sanctuary and for the ministering priests. The gatekeepers and the musicians are also kept. Yeah, we it's interesting, you know, that every everybody in, in the land is supposed to tithe off everything that they have. Remember, Jesus says, you know, you tithe right down to your mint and cumin. Mm. And, and he says, and you did the right thing when you did that. But there are weightier things you need to consider. So he, he never says that tithing is unnecessary and for these guys it was completely necessary that they they all gave a tenth because this is how the levites lived right they lived off off a tenth of what everybody else gave and then they in turn gave a tenth um to the temple mm -hmm. so it's it's uh it's a, a breakdown of, of how you support the ministry mm -hmm. but that's and so that, in the new huh? I, Go ahead. I, I was going to ask you then so that does that mean that there is like local priests and levites ministering in each little town too yeah, there were there were there were guys in every town, and um, and once a year you'd, they'd go down and they'd, they'd have their times when they could go down and actually go to the temple in Jerusalem and do mm. their thing there. Mm. And that's why you know the Samaritan story. That's why those guys were passing them because 
you know, you, you're not right. touching an unclean person because this is your one chance to be down there right. doing your thing. Oh, okay. That makes so much more sense now. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. And I'm sorry. I forgot it's pretty to read the... neat the way, the way that God worked it all out. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't read the last sentence that says, we will not neglect the house of our God. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Haggai, when we did Haggai, they were, when they got into the land, they were looking after their own stuff. And it was Haggai at this time that said, you need to, to take care of the temple. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they did. They did under Ezra and Nehemiah. <clears throat> Okay, folks, now we're transitioning on to chapter 11. Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem. The rest of the people cast lots to bring out, out one of every ten of them to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay, into, stay in their own towns. The people commended all who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. This is kind of interesting. Like, they were chosen by lot to live in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. But the people commended the people that were going to go and live in Jerusalem. Now, Remember they had they had rebuilt the walls and everything, mm -hmm. but there must have been a lot to do still, eh? Right. Do you remember? Um, let me let me get a date here. I'd say nineteen late nineteen seventies. Um, there were kibbutz shaloms. Um, there were these kibbutz. Kibbutz were the Jewish people when they went back to Jerusalem after forty eight, I guess. Right. But in by eighty, um, there were these kibbutz, and and we we, we could go and help on these kibbutz and stuff. And and the Jewish people went back in 48 to live. But many, many didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, many of them just sent money. Yeah. And and this is the same kind of thing. Like, like they commended them. You'd think it was a great honor, but it sounded like there was a lot of work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope it was Walter over there. <laughs> like, good on you for doing that. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so these are the guys going back in. It's a funny thing because as you read through Ezra and Nehemiah, it feels like they've done this about five times. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So maybe it's just a recounting of what has happened over this period, yeah. right? So maybe yeah. we don't know that John actually secretly wrote Nehemiah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I jest, folks. I jest. Okay. Uh, verse three. These are the provincial leaders who settled in Jerusalem. Now some Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants lived in the towns of Judah, each on their own property in the various towns, while other people from both Judah and Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. And then it talks about... Well, look, they put a smiley face at the end. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. Oh, it's a frown, though, because the eyes are at the top. <laughs> oh, that's a frowny face. Oh, sorry. Um, so then it talks about there's the descendants of Judah, and then there's a bunch of people listed there, which there was 468 men standing. The descendants of Benjamin, it talks about 928 men from the priests. But they're not standing. They're not standing, yeah. They're not, they're not even outstanding. Um, then there's from the priests, and it lists off three different uh, totals, about 822 men. 442 men and 128 men who were standing <laughs> <laughs> from the Levites. It lists off 284. The gatekeepers, 172 men. The rest of the Israelites, this is verse 20 now, folks, with the priests and the Levites were all in the towns of Judah, each on their ancestral property. The temple servants lived on the hill of Ophiel and Azizah. Yeah. And Gishpa? Mm-hmm. 
were in charge of them. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, son of Benai, or Benny, um, the son of, remember he was Bunny's friend. <laughs> Benny Bunny. <laughs> Hashaba, the son of, oh, good heavens. <laughs> oh, uh, Mataniah and Mika. Mika. Uzi was one of Asaph's descendants, who we know from the Psalms, who were mm -hmm. who were the musicians responsible for the service of the house of God. The musicians were under the king's order, which were regulated, which regulated their daily activity. Then Pethan, uh, son of <laughs> son of one of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was was the king's agent in all affairs relating to the people. As for the villages with their fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kirith, Kiritha, Ar Arabah, and its surrounding settlements, in Dibon, and its settlements, in Jechabel, and its villages, <laughs> Jeshua, <laughs> in Molda, Molada, in Beth Pellet, in Hajar, something or other, in Beersheba, and its settlements. We'll, we'll, just read, we'll, just read, we'll just read down to 30, where they're from Lashish and its fields. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so they were living all the way from Beersheba to the Valley of Hinnom. Which Hinnom. is, is that a long distance? I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of that. Let's say it's a fair distance. It's a fair distance. Yeah. I, I don't know how far it is from Beersheba to Hinnom. Yeah. The Valley of Hinnom, of course, that's Gehenna, right? Right. The Valley of Hinnom. And then it talks about the descendants of, Benja of the Benjamites, and it talked about all the places they lived. Now in verse 36, some of the divisions of the Levites of Judah settled in Benjamin. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is they settled throughout the land. And they, they it's interesting that they settled on their ancestral um, places. Mm -hmm. So someone, see, it's funny because I thought when they went into captivity, they, they completely lost track of this stuff. But when you read this, you, you realize they didn't lose track. Someone, some scribe kept kept records of who the Levites were yeah. and, and who the, the proper priests were. Because these are these are would be the priests of uh, Judah and Benjamin, not the priests of Israel. Right. Because remember, those were the, the goofy guys that um, <clears throat> Jeroboam picked. Right. And so the the real Levites and priests were actually from, from that area. Mm-hmm. Um, because um because um, Jeroboam, who caused Israel to sin, that was the break, you know, between Israel and Judah, when the nation was divided, and and someone someone obviously kept track of a lot of this stuff, so somebody kept kept notes on a lot of this stuff, and later on you're going to find out that they'll talk about some of this in the next chapter and say it was in the Book of the Kings, uh. um, and and there there are a number of those kind of books mentioned in Scripture that we don't have anymore, right. But but the these Jewish guys were 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 pretty good at keeping track of what was going on. Yeah, yeah. No, you know? no, Lair, would we would we assume that only Judah and Benjamin would be the ones that would have records because they were taken away later, or would we also assume that the ten tribes there was also some record keeping among them too? See, and and I I don't know how much was kept after after the Assyrian captivity, mm. right? The, the Samaritans, if I guess if we knew the Samaritans' rules, we might have their stuff. But but what we have always comes from this side. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you remember um remember when jesus meets the samaritan woman and she says well you know we this is our the well of our father um jacob jacob <clears throat> and jesus says yeah 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 but you know but you know you guys aren't doing it right the jew we jews are doing it right yeah. and i think that jesus wasn't really chastising her he was just kind of bringing out her need Mm-hmm. But but I don't know how much we know about their past. Mm-hmm. I, you just see these books that don't exist anymore, right? You know, and all that we have is what ended up in scripture. So what those guys tracked, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somebody might know there. There might be some kind of literature somewhere, but okay. I don't know much about that. Okay, no, oh, I just find that yeah. interesting. Oh, like, me too. But me like too. you said, I mean, they cared so much about the word. They cared so much about the rules, and then they cared about lineage so very much. Yeah. Well, remember Matthew was was delving into Jesus' lineage, right? And um, and he picked up because that's when they when you know even if you watch the chosen they'll say, you know there are, there are a few Gentiles in Jesus' lineage, right? And yeah. there, were, there were you know Rahab was one of them. Ruth, right? Yeah, Ruth was was another. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 um, so someone has been tracking stuff, and even during this uh, exile, someone was tracking some of this stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that. I really thought. That when they came back, they kind of made it up as they went along. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like they completely made it up. Yeah. Someone, someone tracked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is very cool the way they they pull this together. It sure is. It sure is. Yeah. It's fascinating. Well, thank you for that, my friend. So, folks, there we are. There's that little section, like Larry said, with lots of lots of names and all that kind of stuff throughout. But again, setting the table for the end of the book, where Nehemiah is trying to just take us right on till that intertestamental period because we really don't hear much out of this right after nehemiah well we hear a lot just not in the bible <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, well put, unless, unless it's in your bible <laughs> yes well put my friend well put my friend yeah. yes but in the bible that we hold in front of us today uh there's not much after this so oh that's it that's was, great that was yeah really i don't want to freak anybody out with some of peter flint's ideas <laughs> Peter's passed on to the Lord, so he's okay. Um, (laughs) But folks, thanks so much for joining us this week. We sure, sure, if I could speak, I'd be doing great by now. We sure appreciate you joining us. We sure enjoy doing this for you. Like we've said often, if nobody listened, we'd do it anyway. But we're glad that you're along for the ride each and every week with us. So until next time, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast. 